episode we were blessed to sit down with a fellow podcaster her name is angie martinez and she is the host of the faded truth podcast it's a show that speaks openly on taboo topics such as sexuality mental health cannabis and what women are truly thinking Um, and in this episode angie opens up about a whole bunch of stuff she opens up about being a workaholic um, leaving her hometown atlantic city new jersey uh, quarantine life in Las Vegas, um, her introduction into media, what really got her to really think of launching a podcast that's right now got over 20,000 views on YouTube. Salute to her and to her work ethic. We also talked about her favorite celebrity couples, rejecting or handling rejection, finding a sugar daddy, heart shaped pizzas, which is like crazy story. Um, you'll love it. Uh, why good girls like bad guys conspiracy theories plant over pills movement which i fucks with and lastly our beloved shares her mental wellness checklist um, she provides a, a a few things that she likes to do throughout the day um, to keep her balance uh, mentally uh, physically and spiritually uh, i think it's that's very important uh, with covid right now I will say to you personally, that's something that has helped me evaluate a lot of things. And I'm glad that I am not the only one experiencing these things. And and if you are that same person too, um, her checklist is pretty much cool. And you might want to borrow a few things from it because I know I will. So yeah, sit back, pour a small glass of your favorite wine and enjoy this incredible conversation with my dear homie. Angie Martinez. Also, I'd like to give a very special shout out to Mulan V Official. Um, 
also the founder of Mulan V Beauty. Ladies, if you're looking for premium hair, extensions, cosmetics, and styling products, please, please, please visit MulanVBeauty.com. Um, Mulan V was recently featured on YV Hip Hop Magazine's November issue. So special shout out to her. Be sure to follow her on Instagram. That's Mulan V Official. Back to the show. What's up, Angie? What's going on, Miss Angela? Wale, 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 wale. Angela Martinez is in the building, y'all. And let's give her a round of applause. Yeah. So, Angie, what's up? What's going on? Talk to us. What's going? What's, what's up, guys? How are you? Thanks for having me. I appreciate being here. Um, I do the Faded Truth podcast on YouTube. Make sure you type that in and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Also have it on all audio platforms as well for people that can't view as long. Mm-hmm. Um, but you definitely want to see the visuals because I do some great editing, if I do say so myself. Oh, um, I will co-sign on that. Um, your um, Insta, Insta stories, you know, definitely pulls you in once you go check out the visuals in the video. So, yeah. Um, so thanks for joining in. I know it's a crazy weekend um thank you for taking the time out of your day to chop it up with the fam um so we have a couple of questions we want to hear your story we want to know your journey um this podcast show is about dating and music and you chose a very unique record for the theme of this uh episode and it's by joiner lucas it's goldmine yep so tell us about that why did you choose that song as your theme um, I chose this one because I can't really do like a relationship song because I feel like it would be <laughs> hypocritical of me <laughs> to like give you like some really like dope vibes and then be like, well, I'm not dating anybody or I don't want a boyfriend. So I, <laughs> I had to take it to the other level, which is like, all right, what gets me hyped? So that's one of my songs like on, in the gym that I have on my playlist. Um, I chose that song because I love Jordan Lucas. I think he's an underrated artist. Agreed. Not many people really know about him, but he's very lyrical. Like, I love his, I just love how he puts out his music. Like, he talks about real shit. It's not all about fucking hoes and making money and all this. It's about, like, real life shit. So I like him. I think he's, like, you know, one of those new age woke rappers. Um, But the song, Goldmine, I mean, he's just basically talking about hustling from the bottom. Mm -hmm. Um, Like he said, I quit my job at McDonald's and I became, turned my empire into a goldmine. Like, You know, that that shit's like, you don't want to stay in one place forever. And I feel like a lot of people are content where they're at. But the successful people are never content. Mm -hmm. You know, you always have to work towards a goal because if you have no goal, you have no purpose in life. Um, That's where depression comes in and anxiety and all these feelings that people have all the time now that I never grew up with. Um, But these are huge things now, especially for kids, too, you know, and I'm like, you guys need to put your mind into something. You have to have some type of goal, hobby, whatever it is, something that drives you. Um, And like he says, I don't I don't uh, trust nobody. I just got my strap and my armor like that's totally me. I don't I don't fuck with nobody. I have friends, love them, but Mm -hmm. I've always only had myself my whole life. So I trust people with a grain of salt. Mm I can completely read anybody's energy. I know if you have bad intent. I know if I don't want to be around you mm. immediately, you know. So I just like the song. I think it's just about straight hustling and working towards your dreams. 100%. Um, love that. Um, Jonah Lucas is certainly one of these underrated rappers. Uh, my first introduction to him was um, I'm Not a Racist. 
And then I started dissecting more of his visuals. Uh, a great storyteller. And just, just really talented. And we don't see that in the culture enough. Or, or people that do make music like that in the culture don't get as much light. Um, but great selection. I like the song. Um, don't Unfortunately, I don't, you know, I'm one of those people that like, you know, I have to allow the YouTube algorithm to introduce me to some new artists. Um, but he is one of those guys that certainly will be here for a long time. So uh, talk to us about your journey. Now, last time you and I spoke, you told me you were from Jersey, moved to the West Coast. Tell us about that. What moved you, what drives you to make that decision? Um, so I lived in Jersey, born and raised my whole life, the Atlantic City area. Okay. Um, worked there my whole life, always hustled. And I always felt like I didn't belong to like I, I felt like I wasn't going to stay there for life like mm -hmm. since I was younger I was like it's cold as fuck I hate the snow I can curse on here right oh of course yeah we okay I did one yesterday and it, it was like radio and he's like you can't curse I'm like what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> and he's like you can't curse I'm like I don't know if I have a PG mouth like I gotta <laughs> can you bleep it out <laughs> you need a cuss button anyway so <laughs> okay cool yeah so it's always been um you know, winters in Atlantic City is like the most depressing thing ever. So it's especially on the beach, you know, it's just dead. The city's dying. The casino shut down after Hurricane Irma or Sandy. Yeah, oh, that's right. Um, Hurricane Sandy hit us really hard. So people were trying to rebuild for years. The casinos all shut down. I was always bartending in the casinos. So, you know, you lose a lot of jobs and you, it's basically a constant grind to try and survive right. um, if you don't have something great, you know. But uh, I was working three jobs. Um, I was doing sales. That company shut down. Um, and then my nightclub gave us three weeks notice after like six years being me being there. They shut down in the casino. And then um, the beach bar closed because it was the end of summer. So I basically lost three jobs at once. And I went from making a lot of money to zero. And I, I freaked out. I was like, I have to move. This is the time. This is like God telling me, like, get the fuck out of here while you can. Right. And went to Miami, they had a hurricane. <laughs> and I was like, I can't go somewhere where I have to evacuate. Like I can't live the same life. So I was like, where can I go? That's 24 hours that um, has no natural disasters. I'm like, Vegas, cool. Been here, been here multiple times. I've already been in the industry. I'm a strong, like strong-minded person. So I don't get sucked into shit. I don't gamble. I don't like losing money. Right. So I was like, I can totally do it. So I just made the move and yeah, been here for three years now. Yo, that's really crazy to 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 make that to evaluate, check to see what are some hot spots that you know for a fact that you know doesn't have any, you know, disasters. Um, I would have. Yeah, because I'm like a weather person, uh -huh. so uh -huh. like I want to, you know, the fact that uh, the quality of life is so nice out here. That's what helps a lot because. I wake up every day. I have palm trees in my backyard. It's, it's sunny every single day. It rains like three times a year here. Like, what? Other than the fact that it's super hot, it's like dry heat. So it's not like humidity, you know? I do miss the beach a lot. I miss the food. There's not a lot of culture here. But as far as like the cleanliness, like you get way more for your money. It's just the quality of living is really, really nice out here. Yo. And that keeps me mentally happy is the sun and the palm trees and me going outside and not seeing fucking trash everywhere and bums and you know what I mean? Like, it's just a nice lifestyle. Okay. Okay. Now tell, tell us about how has a uh, quarantine life 
impact your personal life in, 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 La, in Las Vegas? I'll be honest. We didn't quarantine for shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> we was out like as soon as quarant- as soon as everything shut down, we were out fucking going to the lake every day. And yeah, the uh, rivers, like the Colorado River is really nice out here. Um, and so we was barbecuing, we was hanging out just like our main friends that we had, you know, like a group of like, maybe like five or seven people. Um, thank God nobody got sick. But yeah, we definitely didn't quarantine like how we were supposed to. That would drive me crazy because I have to be around people at some point and be doing something than just sitting in my house. Cause I, I'm, I'm like so productive all the mm-hmm. time. If I sit down and do nothing, I feel like I'm stagnant. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 So, so wow. So it, it almost, it's almost like a perfect storm where it's like, yeah, you move somewhere that's really, um, on after disasters. We have this fucking global pandemic, but <laughs> you're still able to move and groove and everybody's really not getting hurt. You know what I'm saying? So that is really interesting. That's pretty cool. Um, that's that, and you're able to move and groove. Um, so, yeah. Well, this is when I started the podcast too. You know, because I I had the idea of it. Um, when I went home last Christmas, I was like talking to my girl's fiance, who was the one that helped me out. So, um, shout out to Hip Hop Uncensored podcast on YouTube. Okay. okay shout- they um he put me on and showed me you know what I needed to do to start the process because I said I really want to be on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk shit because I was always listening to Sirius XM. Do you listen to that? Uh, nah, nah. Um, to be honest with you, I'm more, I don't know if you're on this platform, but it's called Stereo. I'm on Stereo app. Mm-mm. Oh, man, you'll love it. We'll have to definitely talk offline about it. You'll love it. Okay. So, well, I was listening. To, it's called Rude Jude, and it's this guy from New York. And um, he just doesn't give a fuck. Like, he has, like, people call in on different topics, whether it be, like, sex, relationships, whatever. Mm. And everyone calls in and gives their opinion. And it's just hilarious because he just be clowning these people and they just sound dumb as fuck. And it's just funny. So I'm like, I could do this. I could talk shit because I have no filter. So I'm like, how am I going to do this? And he was like, in order to get on the radio, you have to start like somewhere. And he's like, just start a YouTube page. You know, you're pretty. You can your eye candy and it'll be easier for you to get viewers than if you were a guy. I'm like, well, that makes sense. Mm, right, 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 right. That's a great time. I did not know it was going to be this much work. I'll tell you that. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> definitely underestimated it. But you, but you, you do a lot. Tell us, tell us the process. Like, what, what are some of the things that how, how, how do you, how do you carry one episode? So I shoot it. I got the studio at my house. Um, so I shoot it. I have three angles, um, and then typically the video will be anywhere from like. 15 minutes to like an hour, depending on the interview. And I cut it down to a watchable time because you have to remember on YouTube to get in that algorithm and to get your watch time hours up. People have to really watch your shit. So you can't be having hour videos on YouTube and expect people to just watch the whole thing. So the shorter, the better, you know? Um, So I try to keep all my videos under a half hour, except if they're like really, really um, like if there's like celebrities, then of course I can make them longer. Um, but half hour under. So for me to cut that down and edit and put all these pictures and videos and personal things of everything we talked about, um, it takes me at least like three to four hours for a short video. Okay. To edit it. Okay. Yeah. So um, the longer ones are going to take longer and I have to finish them all in one day because if not, the computer software will like shut down 
because your computer overheats. It's like, it's fucking extra. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, Yeah. So, wow. So you're, so you got it. So you start a podcast and you talk about like, what, how do you know what things to, to reach out to? Like, what do you know? How do you pick your topics? Like, what's that process like? Well, So when I started, it was more topics like me and my girls talking shit about sex, guys, girls, like gays, lesbian, whatever, like all different things. Um, It was like me and and my guy friends and me and my girlfriends. So I would get both perspectives and that's how it was starting. And then I started interviewing like people that I knew, you know, that were artists. Um, and then people started reaching out to me and giving me people to interview. Like it was like, I did not expect so many people to be like, Hey, I have somebody for you. I have to, like, I didn't have to go looking at first, you know, and it's still like that. I'm very fortunate that I still have people reach out. And that's why I have everybody share like a trailer video that I post. I I have them posted on their Mm -hmm. page. Um, because the point is to network and get following. And then if they, somebody else sees something, then they reach out to me and they're like, Hey, I saw my boy on your show, check out my shit. You know, maybe we could do an interview. So that's how a lot of my people get on there. But um, with the interviews, I've been doing athletes, actors, rappers, singers, entertainers, and then um, otherwise it's like us just talking shit about different things that nobody really talks about out loud. Nice, nice. Well, well, yeah, Angela, shout out to you for the process. I know it's a lot of hard work. Um, I know it's not easy, uh, but being like a digital content you know, creator, it's, it's always like, it's, it's, it's a tough process, but you know, your goal is to basically, you know, provide new information and expand dialogue. So salute to you for, for the work and being consistent because this, that's a hard game. It's Thanks. Definitely a hard yeah. Game. You have to be consistent. I mean, in anything you do, but with this shit, like you can't stop because you're not going to get anywhere, you know, and someone else is going to get there before you because someone else does want to work that that hard and get to that point. Facts, facts. So you're so this podcast is a little bit of similar to what you discuss on the Faith and Truth podcast. You know, we are a relationship slash music podcast, and we talk about how a lot of people try to balance, you know, their personal life and their business life and how realistically what you do how you do one thing is how you do everything right so this is that was probably that's the reason why you know i felt that it was really important to just try to dissect to see how other people especially people of our generation how they're maintaining in this in the 21st century of like managing their dreams and also trying to build um a strong foundation you know so with that said my first question you talking about friendships though, or relationships? Yeah, like yeah, relationships. Romantically. Yeah, I mean, you, most sometimes friendships end up being romantic. So I usually, I, so it's like it's, it's really the same thing. I know. I wasn't quarantined with like a guy. I was just quarantined with my friends. Oh no, that's cool. That's that's no, that's not a problem. Oh, because you were saying I was balancing. I was like, yeah, I was balancing. <laughs> I didn't have to balance shit because like friends are easy. <laughs> you don't have to please them. They're your friends. <laughs> Is that true? I don't know. That's not always true. <laughs> Tell, all right, so let me. So, you, how many? All right, you have a group of friends. How many? All right, give me. Do you, can you count your closest friends in your hands? Like, like what are some like, like how many close friends that you really have that you really can trust? Um, probably ten. Ten. Damn. Yeah, I've weaned. I've 
you know, I've always had a lot of acquaintances my whole life because I've always been really like open and I've always bartended. So I just talk to everybody. I'm always like that. Social so butterfly. there's a lot of people that, yeah, a lot of people used to think that they were my friends and I wouldn't be friends with them because I'm like, for me, a friend is something that I take very seriously. <laughs> I'm not going to put you in my circle and have give you my energy and my mental peace and things like that if you don't vibe with me and if you don't vibe with the rest of the people that I fuck with. <laughs> so... You know, for me to wean down all those people over the years, I mean, people used to say five was a lot. You know, I feel blessed to have enough people that I can call my brothers or my sisters because, you know, I always considered friends like my family. Those are more my family than my own. So I always took that kind of seriously. I hear that. And everyone has their own lives now. It sucks. You know, everyone's fucking either wifed up or has a family. And they're like, I can't come to Vegas and fucking hang out and party and be on the show. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> so, right, right, right. And I'm like, I'll be, you can live vicariously through me now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. All right. Um, To me, I know 10 is a lot. You're very blessed. I probably with them, I might have like maybe five, you know, um, maybe five. And it's questionable now. It might drop down a little bit. But... No, because you realistically, like you mentioned, you got to protect your energy. But I had this really interesting conversation with Tashima Jones in uh, my previous show. Um, and she she emphasized the importance of allowing your energy to protect you rather than you protect your energy. How true is that for you in life? I like that. That sounds nice because it's a, it's a more positive way of looking at it, I think. Mm -hmm. Because if you have that aura... Like people always tell me you have this nice aura, you have like this, like you look so happy or you have this good energy. And it's like, that's such a compliment for me because I was not always like that. Like I was not at all. You know, I did a lot of healing just in this past mm -hmm. year and it's been like such a vision, like 2020 vision is so real for mm -hmm. me. Like minus the quarantine and, you know, work and everything else getting fucked up. Like this is the most open I've been in my whole life. And I'm about to be 31 in, on Thanksgiving. Hey, welcome to the 30 <laughs> gang. That's what's up. Sag life. Oh, you're a Sag. Oh, man. My. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. What are you? Oh, all right. Um. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm what are Aries. you? Okay. I uh, Actually, I don't know about Aries men. My sister's an Aries and she's a fucking asshole. So I don't know about men. Uh, well, you know what? She's your older sister or younger sister? Older. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> anyway yeah so about the um the energy i think that's a good way of looking at it because if your energy is if you believe enough in your energy and what you're putting out it's going to show you regardless like that's why i say i can feel people mm -hmm. like people's energy is shown to me as soon as i meet mm -hmm. them like i don't even have to try and read them it's just like i get this vibe yeah. and it's just because mine is on such a different level or maybe we're on a different wavelength that i don't know but i like it it's a cool thing to have <laughs> true 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 um you're right you know what i'm saying being a, that's a very important you know trait to have especially you just don't know people's intent you know people come into your lives they're like they're like fucking parasites <laughs> and they're just here for a moment and you have to you just got to figure out in order to protect you know your uh your investments but all right so tell me your favorite power couple other than jay-z and beyonce I like don't even follow any stars. It's like at all, but maybe like they don't have to be like uh, singers, right? Nah. I always like Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, but aren't they broken up now? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have uh, that. That an interesting vibe. I could see that. I like them in like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Like I like their act, like the way they acted together. Mm. I don't know. I can't think of any couples. I'm like not. That's not my. It's not your juice. It's not my juice. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Um. Uh, I, I watch Love and Hip Hop. There's like you know they're all fucking horrible couples. On I don't have any good role models for this, Wally. <laughs> But they don't, <laughs> listen, they don't have to be like a good role model. They could just be your, someone that you just really admire, like the the no. their, the story that they have. Like to me, I like I like Safari and um, Erica Mena. Why? I think they just have a very great vibe. Like <laughs> it, it could be it's toxic, whatever, but it, but they own it. You feel me? Like, All right, Wally. We know what you like. <laughs> what, what do you think I like? <laughs> you like crazy women. Me? Nah. I mean, well, okay, well then I could say like Remy and Pap. They, yeah. Because they're like the ultimate, you know? Yeah. Anyone yeah. that waits for you for five and a half years in pre- prison and then cares about you that much, it's, you know. That's some, that's real love. Shout out to yeah. Jay. Um, that is, yeah, Pat, Pat is, that's an interesting dynamic because, you know, Pat had that crazy record with his alphabet spitting shit that he was doing and he was supposed to be like the LeBron James of hip hop and his woman ended up like really having a much better solo career than he did um I wonder how how two people that are writers how they compete you know they're in the same fucking you know what I'm saying and like well I'm, I was like talking to somebody about this one of the artists I had on and um you know he's like you can't do everything yourself you always need help from other creatives to kind of so that you can switch up what you're doing and help out like change that vibe if you're doing the same song or the same melody or whatever all the time someone else's ear or eye is going to see that and then they could put in their input and that's how good things are made you know mm-hmm. so it's not like you're really competing in that space more like helping each other out mm. have you what what how have you ever been in like have you ever been and like in business with somebody or with your friendship where they were where someone was in competition with you how did you handle that in business or friendship yeah like just to say that you guys have the similar interests or you have like the similar attraction for a particular whatever and that person was in competition with you and whatever like how did you handle that did that did that heal the, did that heal the relationship or did that just make it worse i never had anybody in competition with me Ooh, that's a flex. That's a flex. I'm just saying, like, I'm always, I've always done my thing, and I never had to compete with nobody because, you know, that's just how it is. You you shouldn't be looking at other people, and if somebody wants to compete with you, then they're gonna know that they can either either step it up or they can't. It's like not, it's not on you, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I hear that. Well, you hear. You hear it first. We gotta have it, fans. You know, Miss Miss Martinez is not in competition with anybody. She's on her own and she's handling it. I like that. I like that a lot. So, next question: um, Who's better at handling rejection, men or women? Talk to me. Who's better at handling it? Handling rejection. Yep. I I can't speak for all women, but I can speak for myself when I say that men have the worst fucking ego. You guys <laughs> like really some people really think they got or something and then when you turn them down they get so angry i'm like why are you so angry like 
There's three million bitches you could be hitting on. Right. Like right. people, I literally like in Atlantic City, I re- I was rejecting this guy walking to valet. This motherfucker brought a hit me with a beer bottle. What? Yeah, like hid behind the wall was all at Harris Casino in the valet. It was crazy. All because I told him to go fuck himself. So because he kept bothering me and we told him like multiple times, leave us alone. So then I had to start cursing him out, you know, and then he got angry and then it went from there. But now I keep my mouth shut because I know how people can react. Right. But I still don't understand why you're that hurt. Like you must just really want that much attention from anybody. And then you get hurt when you don't get it, I guess. I'm not sure. With women, I mean, I've never been a stalker, but guys tell me crazy stories. Like after they cut them off, they'd be like stalking them and fucking blowing them up. I'm like, I am not blowing nobody up. Like you don't chase nobody. If like people are going to show you if they want to fuck with you or not, you better believe them the first time. Right, right, right. My, my OG always told me, don't never trust what a woman tells you. Watch what she does. You know what I'm saying? That's a that's like the real. That's thing. everybody though. Yeah, Actions over words any day. For sure, for sure, for sure. Well, all right. Um, you know what? That is that is that question was just subjective. There's no real true answer. I guess it's just based off like who you're really engaged with at the moment, how they respond. Um, but I could see that. I could see that. I I mean, I've gotten rejected once though, and it, I was like, I felt like, oh, what the fuck, you know? But like, I wasn't like weird about it. Hmm. I wasn't like extra with it, you know. Now this dude though, so like, so what was it? He he saw you at the bar and he wanted to get your number and you weren't giving. So or was it, you know, which how, dude? The dude that threw the the bottle at you. Oh, we were all at the club. Like it was, we were walking out of the club, and this guy, I guess, that was in the club or just in the casino. We were in the casino. But we was leaving the club, and my boy that works at the club, he's security. He was like, "You want me to walk you to the car?" I'm like, "No, I'm straight." So. Of course, it's just me and my girl, and this guy's following us, so I'm telling him to leave us alone, and then, you know, it, then it got, he got angry, and then he disappeared, and he ended up hiding, like, him and three other guys, like, came out. Whoa. Yeah, out of behind a wall, like, it's crazy there, like, people don't give a fuck, that's what I'm saying, like, everyone, like, if you ever want to move out of your city, if anyone's ever thinking, like, I want to get out of here, I want to experience something, like, just fucking do it, because mm-hmm. the same miserable motherfuckers are going to be there when you go back at the same places that you hung out for the last 10, 20 years <laughs> and you're going to be coming back looking like a superstar because you fucking got out and you made it somewhere. Like, go just take take the leap of faith. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Trust trust your gut. That's your first brain. Um, all right. So, so um, when did you last stay up all night and why? <laughs> What's all night? Um... I mean, maybe from like, let's just say from seven to two a.m. Three. Oh damn, we on uh, old people hours. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> no, um, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I, I think like I actually was up till like five a.m. Um, last weekend, but that was because I was editing. Oh, that's boring. Oh. Yeah, I wasn't like out going crazy. If I, I, I don't even go out till like I, I mean, back home we used to be out all day all night next morning like because it's 24 hours you know so that's how we grew up so now i'm like older and i'm like i don't need to be out till 7 a.m every day i'm cool like i got shit to do tomorrow look at you okay <laughs> okay all grown and, and 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 she's all responsible i mean i remember in my 20s i probably like the latest i probably stayed was probably maybe four yeah just 
That's because four. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> no, four. we were out till like four p.m. Like oh <laughs> we would go out all day, all night. Go back to the bar, like just bar hop. Yeah, those were good old days. Oh my gosh, pre pre COVID. Indi- industry life, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's that's where you got to go where the money goes. Um, all right. So, uh, what's the best advice you've ever given to someone, and what was it? Best advice. Um, I'll say just don't care about what other people think. Fuck everybody. Mm. Not in a bad way, not in like being mean and being negative towards people. Right. You always want to always want to be nice to people first, but nobody's paying your bills mm-hmm. unless you got a sugar daddy. And I hey. haven't found one that I don't have to fuck yet. So if you're out there, if you just want to give me money, hit up Fade of Truth. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's, that's a real hustle. But, uh, yeah, um, don't let, because a lot of people care so much about what other people think. And I feel like on the West Coast here, it's just not the same as East Coast. Like, oh, 100%. you know, the attitude out here is way more sensitive and people are way more fake and they beat around the bush. And it is, you know, at the end of the day, they're not doing anything for you. Mm-hmm. You know, trust your circle, trust who you're with. But... Mm-hmm. If something happens today, the only person that's going to get me through it is me. I don't have a cushion. I never had a picket fence. I always work for my shit. I don't have handouts. So hmm. I'm really big on just believing in yourself. You have to. What's the most ridiculous thing you've ever done to impress a crush? <laughs> Talk to me. Talk oh, that's me. cute. Impress a crush. Mm-hmm. Like, what did I do to get dick? That's what you mean, Wally? Um, <laughs> trying to... Just trying to, I'm just trying to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. I don't know. Let me, I'm trying to think if I've done anything to impress. Uh huh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I've maybe I've done like a cute thing here or there in relationships. I don't know. I'm the non-emotional one. Can you feel that? Can you get that vibe? I get that vibe. And I'm- yeah. So I've always had like I've had like three relationships in my life. And um, Ooh, at since since three relations at thirty one, I've only had three boyfriends. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So um, I, I don't really have to go out of my way to impress people. I'll either talk to them if they don't talk to me first. But okay. typically, it's like they're trying to impress me because that's how men do when they want something, you know. Okay. So you know, I think me like being nice and slowly like getting my wall down at some point is like enough for me i but i i guess i'm not a good girlfriend all right so i don't i I never brought roses to a guy all right so let's all right so what what have guys done to impress you let's just flip it that way um i mean my one ex he definitely he got me like you know the roses and the hotel room and everything for my birthday like the cute little like heart cookie cake Oh. And hot tub, it was nice. Oh, um, yeah. He was crazy as fuck. But he also um, brought me like this heart shaped pizza one night when we were um, <laughs> arguing. He brought it to my work, <laughs> mind you. I took off work, right? Uh-huh. We, we like broke up or whatever. So I like, I don't answer on my. I call out of work. I go drink. Oh god! And he shows up to my job with this fucking pizza, and they let him in. Security lets him in the nightclub. Oh shit! They're having a ball about it. He comes in with his heart shaped pizza, and he thinks I'm working. And he's like, <laughs> they're like, she's not even here. 
<laughs> so I go home and it's sitting on my fucking, I get home at like 7 a.m. It's just sitting on my car hood, just like sitting there. Oh, like, what the shit. Fuck? Yo. Yo, that nigga's crazy. <laughs> Yo. Oh. He made a heart shaped pizza. First of all, what? Well, it wasn't Domino, so he had to have done it by himself, right? No, it's this place called South End. Love them. They have like the best white pizza in uh, AC. So he knows, like, he knew what pizza I like, so they made it for him. This man, yo, I mean, shout out to you, dog, for trying to do something <laughs> different. But damn, <laughs> yo, that all right? That's pretty hilarious. That's 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 something. I just something yeah. About. Spanish about men that. are insane. Oh, okay. He's probably Dominican, right? He was black and Mexican, and um, I never actually dated anyone other than black until that point. I never tapped into the other hybrid things, and <laughs> it was just, I never wanted to date Spanish men because my dad is Spanish. I know what the fuck, how they act and how they are, and I was like, don't want to deal with it, but I was, you know, trying something new, but um, yeah, I'm good on, I'm good for right now. I'm just chilling. You know what? <laughs> You're not the first person to tell me that. Like, a lot of, like, uh, my... Uh, of friends who are Latina say the same thing like they just don't fuck with Spanish dudes and they prefer to be and I just thought that I was like well you know that's interesting you know what I mean but then it is what it is I mean cultures are different you know different look to each their own for real for real plus when you live in America you have you're, you're introduced with a whole different type of personality people from different cultures it's hard not to date outside you know what I'm saying um your race you have to really I mean you could but oh no that's another topic for another day <laughs> <laughs> um alright cool so any other any other weird stories uh a dude tried to impress you other than heart shaped pizza um Oh, really I know what one. I did. I know what I did. That was nice. Okay. When I was um, in high school, my first boyfriend, uh, I sold all my fucking video games. Like I had like Atari, Super Nintendo, fucking um, PlayStation. And then I also had a GameCube. I sold all my games and I bought him a dog tag because <laughs> he was going to uh, college. Oh, okay. so I bought him a dog tag like with our picture on it and like the saying that we had or something because you know when you turn in those uh, video games at the pawn shops they'd be like they give you like a dollar or like 50 cent per game so I got all the way up to like 150 bucks bought him this shit yeah that was that was like the nicest thing I've done I think <laughs> yo talk about sacrifice that's <laughs> right you gave all your games away you could have yo that's crazy you have to give yourself more credit and you are you have great girlfriend qualities. You you pawned your games. You know what I'm saying? I don't know too. I don't know. I don't know too many women would have done that um, at such an early like, age. That's too. because that was my first love. You know, I think, and uh, then then you learn once you get older. <laughs> that's like before your first heartbreak, and you're like, oh my god, this is so cool. Oh, We're gonna be together forever. High school love is always the best, right? Because you because you because when you're in high school, you think this is life. You know, and then you step out of high school, then you see reality. So he was going to college and you guys, you were still in high school? Yeah. Okay, so. He, we were two years apart. Okay, okay. So when you went to college, did you still reach out to him? Were you still dating? Yeah, we were dating. We did long distance. And then um, I got bored and I found my first drug dealer and uh, it was all <laughs> downhill from there. <laughs> Why is that always the case? Like... <laughs> 
Because girls, girls like bad boys. I don't know what it is. Bad girls always chasing the the, the, the dude with the got the bandanas on. He's got the true religions on. Like talk. All right. Okay. We're gonna enter a, co- a topic <laughs> that's really serious. Tell me about when a good girl like you fell in love with a bad boy. What impressed you? Um, I don't know. I just like people that can, like, you know, have some type of story to them. Mm-hmm. I come from, like, a great upbringing. So, for me, I can't date people or talk to people that have white picket fence and that their mommy and daddy had money or they haven't been through any type of problem, trauma, anything. Like... Hmm. I, do that. I have to be with somebody I have to be with somebody that has a story because we all have our own stories and you have to like you open up more to people that you know have been through something in life you know it doesn't matter what it is right right so they so yeah I never judge people on their past you know I don't want it for their present obviously back then I didn't give a fuck what their present was because I wasn't worried about it. I wasn't trying to I wasn't wifing up any of these people Mm-hmm. But it was fun. To, I don't know. It was just fun. It was always a good time. <laughs> and, you know, it's just like they say, bad boys. It's like the dick is great. You get dickmatized. And, uh, <laughs> and then what you do from there is up to you. But yeah. <laughs> I get it. I really Now get I need that. obviously somebody that's stable, you know, not in that, that lifestyle. But if you did have that lifestyle and you change, even better. Yeah. See, at 34, that's what I'm learning as well. Is like, you could be stable, but you have to have some form of excitement. You gotta surprise your, you gotta surprise your shorty every now and then. And and if you don't, she loses interest. And then you have a situation where here you are, Scotty Pippen, losing your your wife to the future. You know what I'm saying? For a moment. You just have to be like mentally compatible and like yeah. have that same that same energy you know when your energies match and you guys just vibe really well and then you also have great sex then it's you know has to be both it can't just be one where is the most exciting place you've ever had sex exciting or like riskiest yeah that too um i did actually did this on my show too so (laughs) we did the craziest place you had sex yeah no, I didn't have sex on my show. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Everybody tune into the faded truth. <laughs> Chatterbait coming soon. <laughs> you should have like an, uh, an OnlyFans part to Fade right. the Truth. All right. I'll subscribe. Um, so <laughs> the probably craziest place was in the Jack in the Box drive-thru. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know how we like, because it was, the line was so long and it was literally like a half hour we were waiting and there were people behind us and in front of us and it just wasn't moving. And we were fucked up because that's the only time you go to Jack in the Box. So I think we just, yeah, I just kind of like hopped on top of whatever. But I, I mean, someone definitely probably had put a saw. I felt like nobody could see me, but I, I think people could see me. Um, <laughs> Hold on, no, t- no tents. What? You guys had tents in the car or no? Um, yeah, I think so. I think it was he had like a two door. Oh wow! So I think I, I mean, there was at least ten on the back. So, yeah, but I guess the front. I don't know. I don't know how we got them. Yeah, know. they saw. Maybe we were just drunk and we were like, "Fuck it." But yeah. Um, and then I got so then I ate my fries after that. <laughs> <laughs> And in my old office building, um, oh, that's the best. I, I fucked one of these, the guys I worked with, which I don't recommend anybody ever doing that. Don't just don't do it. It just gets messy. Mm. But um, we yeah. fucked in like the office, um, the stairwell. 
Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. So that was definitely risky too, but that was exciting. Yeah. I think, I think the, for me, when I was doing security, my, my girlfriend back then delivered food for me and, and I didn't have any tip except for, you know, um, so yeah, we had fun. Wait, what happened? You, you gave your dick as a tip? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To who? Your girl? Yeah. She gave, she gave me some banging ass food and I didn't have any tip for all the distance. So we, she chilled for a little bit. And we had sex right behind the CT, CTV um, cameras and shit, which is pretty <laughs> crazy because anybody, <laughs> any truck driver could have come through and saw us. But I think that was probably the craziest place. Nice. That's pretty, that's interesting. That's when you know it was real. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's see here. All right. What conspiracy theory do you think is actually true? Um, that the new world order is starting. Mm-hmm. I can see it. COVID was the opening to it. Mm-hmm. And all the conspiracies that came with COVID. I think that the most one I'm scared about is us getting chipped. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because now they're saying like Ticketmaster is, is saying you have to have a negative COVID test to come in. Like, they're just trying to control the whole population. Like, that's what it's about. I don't know why people think it's, like, normal for us to be not allowed to go to funerals and visit our fucking family in jail mm-hmm. and or in the hospital or have a wedding. Like, you don't see the bigger picture here. Like, they don't want you to be together because there's power in numbers. That's always how it's been. And especially now when they're trying to divide everybody, you know, if more, the more people are on one side or the other, then that's it's going to help them. And they they don't want us to fucking have any type of say. So we're going to turn into a fucking country that has to wear masks all the time because they do nothing. Mm -hmm. And it's just crazy. The laws are just crazy. It's nuts. I think I'm over it, but I'm not getting vaccinated. I'm not taking the mark of the beast. Nope. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's a topic that's, that's been around for a long time. Um, And it's, it feels like it's, you know, the closer we get as years, and like increase we get closer to a space where hey we don't even use cash anymore <laughs> we use mm-hmm. our credit cards uh, our phones <clears throat> are used as as payment plans um what a, a, a conspiracy for me that i think is true was like 9-11 was an inside job uh, nobody can't tell me nothing different like right i why well, watched loose change oh yeah, yeah 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 me too yeah so i was definitely in that theory like the whole pen- same thing with the vegas shootings yo yeah tell me were you there on that time I actually moved a month after that. Oh, so tell me about that. So how was the city, you know, like, what were you hearing when you touched down? I mean, I really didn't know anybody here. So I just saw it on the news. And like, I had visited um, Vegas twice in October in order to find a house. So I came out here, stayed at the casinos, and I was like going around with renters and shit. Mm -hmm. And um, I just missed it, like just missed the shooting on one of the times I came. So I was lucky, but. You know, I wouldn't have been at Mandalay Bay anyway, but I didn't really hear much about it. I heard a lot about it after, like when I met people and they're like, oh, I was at the shooting on that night or whatever. And then, you know, saw it on the news. But that's just crazy. I think it's crazy that you just take innocent lives for a bigger picture that we don't know about yet. Mm-hmm. You know, because they was saying there was helicopter shooting down into the crowd and people running in the crowd shooting people like it wasn't just one person. Right. That was that was wild. Yeah, it's sad. I think my boy was heading out there too um, when that whole shit went down. Um, um, but he had to cancel plans. That shit just just I don't know. 
people are just losing their minds. If you come to Vegas, stay the fuck away from the strip. Seriously. Like, oh, it's, really? It's so bad right now. There's shootings every night at the casinos. Like, it's just, it's horrible. Gosh. People are, like you said, they're just losing their minds. Gosh. Get Damn. your guns. <laughs> That's all I can say. Everybody can just get your gun and be ready for the fucking apocalypse. Yo, you're not the first person to tell me that. Like, like a, a lot of my friends... Uh, locked and loaded and you know i got a four-year-old i don't want to i don't keep a gun in, uh, in my house you know what i mean because i heard so many like crazy stories of like you know kids see shit and they play with it like, that's one of my biggest fear but as a haitian american i do have a machete and <laughs> that shit cuts clean so <laughs> i dare you any of y'all to come into my crib maybe <laughs> sharpening that shit <laughs> oh man with rocks <laughs> <laughs> like that's like or like right now prior to our chat i was just like cleaning that bad boy up smoking my cigar getting ready for our chat yeah I'm, yeah well <laughs> i don't have kids so oh yeah i'm just like gun easy i know you're dead boom <laughs> <laughs> i don't even have to get close <laughs> facts that's still that's fucking crazy though um yeah i'll i'll be sure to stay away from the strip I, I do need to make a trip to Vegas, but because they're, they're saying that a lot of the, um, the hotel prices are like really low and shit. So you could really do shit out here now. But still, you know, I don't know. That's why everything is is crazy because it's so cheap to come here. Mm-hmm. So it's just like everybody's coming here that could never come here before or like and then everyone just doesn't know how to act. It's just crazy. Like I I'm shocked. I don't want to work on the strip. I don't even want to go near it now because. It's just always a, a hot mess. So I'm going to stay in my little bougie bubble on the other side of town. and um, <laughs> Bougie bubble. <laughs> a bougie bubble. <laughs> Shit. Um, I hear that. So, uh, all right. So, if you could fix a problem in society right now, what would it be? Um, well, it kind of just came true. Everybody came legal with weed. Yes, Jersey. Jersey's yes. Right. Everyone's like, are you going to move home now? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still fuck up out here. It's still winter. Yeah. So that's dope. So legalizing marijuana. <clears throat> that would definitely be something that I wanted um, for everybody just because of the positive effects it has on your health. You know, and a lot of people don't aren't aware of cannabis and it's, you know, the whole plants over pills movement is now becoming a lot bigger. And a couple of people I've interviewed, like David Irving from the Cowboys, who's now on Raiders, mm. um, and Sober Junkie. Um, there's a couple of people I had that are in that Plants Over Pills movement, where people all over the world are in have so many ailments: old people, young people, mm-hmm. whatever. Everybody's taken some type of pill for that, whether it be like a Xanax or Adderall or a fucking. Um, ibuprofen or just whatever it is that people are taking for their sicknesses it's all destroying your mm-hmm. body which is the plan i mean the pharmaceutical industry is billion dollar industry for right. a reason they don't want you to get off you know they don't want you to stop using their product right but you know that's probably why it will never be federally legal and it'll just be state by state because then they you know they know they're going to lose a lot of money once people start getting cbd which is now legal but they're going to start getting, you know, the strains they need to take care of their problems. So um, I think it's a great thing that it is legal now because it can kind of take away that stigma that everybody has of weed, you know. 
gateway drug or fucking whatever you think it is like the whole country can smoke it now so or take it or have a tincture you know you don't have to get high you can just take things for your pain my mom takes cbd every night that's how she sleeps like you know so I'm, i'm happy about that that's good that's good yeah i think it's uh i know shout out to the nj weed man i know he was campaigning a lot um and he ran trying to you know legalize it and now that it's legalized out here um yeah i'm curious to see how that's going to shift uh the culture and i wonder often i know a lot of people just don't like progressives and shit like that but this is like a big move and i think and it also shows the sign of like where the, the culture of the country's moving um it's huge like i would never in my life think jersey would legalize weed i got arrested for fucking weed in in right. jersey like it was you know i'm like okay perfect now we can stop acting like this is the problem like this isn't the problem everyone's going to be a lot calmer <laughs> yeah yeah my, my complex is going to be really lit now so <laughs> it's going to be you can put dispensaries in jersey and start rebuilding the, the economy oh yeah you know? yeah yeah that's going to be great that's a good point that's going to be that's a good point we'll see where things go you know um it's unfortunate that there's so many people that got locked up doing time behind it you know but we'll see how that goes Um when was the last time you tried something new? Something new. Something new? Mm. Anything new? Anything. Let's see. Oh, I did acid in August. Ah, <laughs> or how did how did I How was that like? Oh. So I never, I've always done weed. I've never tried anything else except uh, like ecstasy and Molly. So back in like, you know, 10 years ago, we were always fucking rolling out, going to fucking Borgata and Harris. It just, it was a mess, but that's all I ever did. I never did psychedelics. Mm. So I was like thinking the past like year, cause my friends, they do some, some of them do like micro dosing where they'll take shrooms on a daily basis. Mm. And it's not like a big amount. It's like a small amount, but it's like a, it's like medicinal. So like when you microdose it, you get, you take away certain effects like pain, anxiety, mm-hmm. whatever it is. So I was like, you know, I kind of want to see what I would think about if I was on like a shroom or something. And my girls came from Jersey and they were like, oh, we brought acid. I'm like, I've never done acid. I've always heard these crazy stories. Like I'm scared I'm going to get stuck in a trip. <laughs> so you know they're like no as long as you aren't thinking about anything negative like you won't have a bad trip you're just going to have fun and they're like if you're going to try shrooms you might as well just try acid it's like it's even better and i don't believe that at all guys if you're going to try something try shrooms because oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the acid was way too intense really? for me um because i i didn't feel it at first so, you know I, then i took took another strip and uh it just <laughs> It was fun, but like it reminded me of kind of like how I felt on ecstasy and I don't like that feeling. Like I haven't felt that in so long and I don't like it. I felt like a little geek out. Oh. But when I was on the acid, the world was like beautiful. Like you ever saw Limitless with Bradley yes. Cooper? Yes. Yes. Okay, that's literally how I felt. Like my mind felt like it was so open. And I went outside. I was like the whole trees were swaying it was like gorgeous the sky was diamonds like the stars it was just filled with wow. diamonds like it was cool as fuck and then i'm watching uh we were watching Willy Wonka with Johnny Depp 
and like Alice in Wonderland and those movies were made for that reason like those people that made those movies were fucking tripping so now you get to see how like they actually are and it's just crazy it was cool as fuck but um they you know you're supposed to have like an intention sometimes like when you do these things and what I mean is like if nobody knows like when you set intentions for yourself you always want to set those goals but also you want to be telling yourself these things that you want to accomplish for yourself for your inner self on a daily basis so you're supposed to like have a point to do these things with psychedelics and that's something that I didn't think about so if I did something again I would definitely try shrooms um and I would do it to where I had, I went in there with a purpose. I went in there to set an intention for the future. And then when I come out, I know that I'm ready to rock it. Uh, I wouldn't just do it for fun again because I didn't like the come down. I was still rolling the next oh, morning. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're going, it's only going to be like five hours. So I took it at like 9 p.m. I wake up at 8 a.m. to go to work. I'm driving on the fucking highway. So like still tripping. I'm like, oh my God, I just hope I get to work. <laughs> Oh, oh that is that is um that's fucking crazy. Uh yeah, so natural natural psychedelics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I, I prefer Have peanut you... butter uh shrooms. Those are those are pretty good. Nice little sandwich. Chill out and tap into your inner Well, tell me tell me a little bit about your process of like, you know, your self-care process um, when you after you done a hard day's work of like editing doing some great interviews what are what are some things that you do to balance and check in in your well-being yeah um, I definitely have routines uh-huh. to stay sane because I do so much I have uh-huh. a full-time job like regularly then this is my full-time job right. doing the podcast um, so I always am doing something. I'm always going on 10. I'm like, you know, I'm the boss at work. So I always have so much responsibility and for you to kind of balance that, but also take care of yourself. You have to like take time aside. So every night, um, I go to the gym almost every day. That's like my, I guess, hobby you would say, but like, I've always been in, in, uh, in the gym. So that's nice. my mental piece. Um, and then when I get home, um, I'll, you know, edit, take the dogs for a walk. That's also nice. Like taking them on a walk every night. That's like a zero. It's just silence or I'll have like some nice music playing while I walk them, but it's like a half hour, 45 minute walk and nobody's outside. You know, I go late cause they don't like other dogs, but, um, <laughs> it's just nice. It's relaxing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we already had instances. I have this huge sca- scar on my leg from them trying to rock this dog. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> uh, you have to stretch every night. Remember to your body. Oh, needs to wow. Stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm bad at that. So it's, yeah, I was bad at it my whole life and I was always like an athlete, but I never thought of like, okay, I have to do this every night for my body to recover. And you just feel so much better. You sleep better. You wake up better. You know, especially now that I'm getting older, I'm just like cracking all the time. So <laughs> that's a fucking fact. I, I, uh, <laughs> I take a bath like once a week, every Sunday. I try to put aside for like an Epsom bath, Epsom oh, salt, good. lavender candles. I, I roll a blunt. I have a glass of wine. I turn my uh, music on and I put my phone away and I just sit in my bath and do my meditation. You know, I have my energy light. I have my diffusers. Like I have my crystals, sage. Like I'm really big on cleaning that aura, cleaning that energy because that shit's powerful, oh. man. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Um, ever since I've started, like, you know, especially during this 
COVID situation, I've been forced to tap into like um, the, the spiritual part of Wally Wall Street, you know, and and it's really um, yeah. I've learned a few things, you know, meditation has helped me a lot. Drinking a lot of water has helped me a lot, um, you know, just even like when I'm writing or doing some things for work, having lo-fi music in the background, like all that stuff has been helping me just to just tap into the spirit. Um, so I I think that's a, you have a wonderful routine and it's clearly helping because it's keeping you on point um, with, with what you do at your job and what you do with the Faded Truth podcast. So that's what's up. Love it. Love it. Is there anything else? To do? Thank you so much for yeah, having me. Yeah, for sure, me. for sure. So listen, if... I appreciate everyone listening and learning and giving a fuck about what I'm even yeah. saying. You can reach me on YouTube at Faded Truth. And please hit that subscribe button and ring that bell so that you know when I'm posting shit. But I typically post like nice. two videos a week. Um, I I was doing about 10 videos a month for the past few months. So um, I'm just trying to stay on track with that. You can find me on Instagram, faded underscore truth. That's where I, you'll be able to go on my link tree and you'll see links to all the audio podcasts, which are Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Alexa, all that good stuff. Um, Facebook, Faded Truth 89. Twitter, Twitch, same thing. Faded Truth 89. Awesome. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another wonderful episode of We Gotta Have It. I'll see you the next two weeks because, you know, this is a bi-weekly podcast. So tune in for episode seven. Um, <laughs> you guys, lots, lots, lots of, lots of great content from very wonderful people such as Angela. Tune in. Talk to you later. Peace. Peace out, guys.